Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Today on NFL Fantasy Live, we're going to give you a full breakdown of all three Thursday games. Plus, we're going to tell you who our fantasy turkeys are as well. Yeah, we are, James, because it's Thanksgiving. Fabs Wednesday, your stardom, sit em. Who's going to be feeling the effects of the trip to fan, my friend? This guy right here. Yeah, but for those starts and sits, you're going to have to stick around. Elliot, where do you have sweet potato pie in your Thanksgiving power rankings? I'm going 30, actually, Marcus. I got one New England, two Green Bay, three extra fattening stuffing. And Marcus and I want to wish all of you out there a happy Thanksgiving. And by the way, NFL Fantasy Live starts right now. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose, the official fantasy football show of the NFL. I'm James Coe here with Michael Fabiano and Mr. Rogers himself. No? <laughs> We're going to be joined by Molly Caram and Marcus Grant later on in the program as well. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at NFL Fantasy for all the latest fantasy news and advice. I did not get the memo. Today was casual Wednesday. Uh, I didn't either. <laughs> losing three season. straight. Uh, Washington head coach Jay Gruden has decided to make a change at quarterback. He's going with Colt McCoy because after an up-and-down season, Robert Griffin III will be benched for backup Colt McCoy, not Kirk Cousins. Griffin has averaged just 10 fantasy points a game since his return in week nine from an ankle injury. Although Colt McCoy, you know, not too much better, just 13 points a game over his two starts this year. Are you surprised by the news, though, gentlemen? Not at all. Uh, Robert Griffin III was not playing up to par. Jay Gruden's really coaching to to remain the guy in Washington. He had to do this. I don't want to be too casual or meandering with my analysis, James, but what I would say here <laughs> is that RG3 has got to quit meandering in the pocket for too long like he yeah. did against San Francisco, start reading the field. Sure. I think they feel that Colt McCoy is going to give them that ability. Obviously, he doesn't have the running ability, but he's not immobile. He can get out of the pocket, maybe a little more Drew Stanton-like, Probably not quite as quick as Stanton, but I think, still. I, I, think the, I think the thing that Colt McCoy gives you is that he can move the chains. You know, yes. He's going to throw the ball short, but get it out quick. As yep. you said, Robert Griffin seems to be taking a little bit of extra time in the pocket. And that's time they don't have. Great. That's exactly right. I think the thing, one thing that you do lose, though, 
is the deep ball. Although, of course, right as I say that, he throws a nice deep pass to Deshaun Jackson. How do, how do you think this will impact? The Washington offense. Well, you know, right before we started shooting, I wanted to look at the schedule with Fabs and saw that they're playing a game against Philadelphia at home and they're playing at the Giants in December. Well, those are cold weather games. And when I talked to our resident scout, Bucky Brooks on NFL.com, okay. we talked about Colt McCoy's inability to, to get the ball deep or the hard out in cold weather. He doesn't have that kind Ooh. of arm. All right, there you go. What about for Alfred Morris, though? How, how is this going to impact the run game? I really don't see it making a huge impact. They're going to have to lean on Alfred Morris. He's really the only legitimate fantasy yes. option they have that you can trust every week, Jackson. at least lately. Jackson's numbers have really gone down the tubes over the last few weeks, although you're probably going to start him yes. this week against the Colts. But Morris is a guy who, when they give him the football enough, he's going to produce for your fantasy football team. And the Redskins want to keep that defense off the field as much as possible. Let me say this. When you play with RG3 at quarterback and Alfred Morris, the defense kind of has to play 11 against 11 because you have to respect RG3 as a runner. When you play more of a pocket passer, it's more 10, 11 versus 10. Okay. So I could see Alfred Morris's yards per carry average going down. He was outstanding, though, against the 49ers. He's looked great. I think the number one thing with Alfred Morris is he's getting the touches finally, yeah. even around the goal line, which well, has been great to see. They gave it to Darrell Young a couple of times. Yes. He couldn't get in. And then <laughs> they're like, oh, all right, let's all go right, to Alfred we'll Morris. Go he's yeah. our number one running back, and then he scored. There you go. Uh, let's take a look at how Deshaun Jackson's numbers might be impacted uh, by Colton McCord because we'll take a look uh, with Robert Griffin, five games, just a little under four catches per game, 55 yards per game, just one touchdown. With Colton McCoy, though, a small sample size I give you, Very but, uh, you know, again, we're, ta- we're, we're looking at more receptions, more yards, and more, and most importantly, more fantasy points. Yeah, you know, James, I didn't do very well in stats, too. I did well in stats, one, cosine over tangent and probability and small sample sizes. <laughs> Speaking of tangents, you're going on one. Yeah, yeah I am. And let me just say that I worry about Colt McCoy's inability to throw it deep. Now, that's good producing right there. Dispute my point with video. <laughs> exactly. But if you notice, <laughs> if you notice on that play, sure. the ball was underthrown. It was. If he let that's a touchdown. Now, I'm not saying that Colt McCoy can't throw it deep, but again, in cold weather games in December, it becomes a little more difficult. At the end of the day, Fabs, the Redskins did not sign Deshaun Jackson to average 10 yards a catch. He is a guy that they wanted to take the top off of a defense right. and make big plays downfield. He hasn't done that recently, and that's why his value has gone down. But still, he's a three in most leagues yes. right now. And a great boomer bus guy. If He's a guy that can give you 20. Give you two. It reminds me of Mike Wallace. They didn't sign, the Dolphins didn't sign him to average 10 yards a catch either. They're having the same problems in Miami. All right, so the kicker merry go round continues in Denver. The Broncos cut kicker Brandon McManus and signed Connor Barth. Usually, Denver kickers do get a nice little boost in Denver in that thin Colorado air. Should we be rushing to pick up Connor Barth, though? No, No. honestly. I mean, McManus was supposed to get a boost and. Yeah. He couldn't kick enough field goals for the Broncos to keep him on the team and for fantasy owners to keep him as well. So, not just yet. Matt Prater and now Connor Barth. All right, so I wish he said. I bet you they wish they didn't get Cut. rid of Prater. Yeah, you're probably that too. Right. pretty good. All right, let's get you caught up with some more fantasy news from Week 13. Mr. Coe, thank you kindly. He's NFL.com fantasy editor Marcus Grant, and I'm Molly Karam. It's Wednesday. You know what it is, people. It's time to surf the waiver wire for those additions and subtractions made from lineups this week. We begin with the most ads here on NFL.com, and let's take a look 
At the board, Latavius Murray, Isaiah Crowell. We're going with some running backs here. And LeGarrette Blunt, of course, Odell Beckham. Everybody saw that catch. C.J. Anderson, he's the guy there. Ryan Tannehill, really having a nice Ten, season. Tannehill's having, he's playing well right, right now. And Jarvis Landry's enjoying that as well. But let's begin in Oaktown, the where town. you grew up. The town. Latavius Murray certainly has uh, passed out the bets there. Yes, he absolutely has. I mean, he's played some really good football. Well, at least the one game that he had as a starter where he blew up in four carries, then got hurt, had to leave the football game. But we kind of saw it getting to this point. Darren McFadden was struggling. Maurice Jones-Drew wasn't producing. Why not, when you are out of playoff contention, go to the guy who's going to potentially have some upside, see what you've got. So Latavius Murray, why not pick him up, plug him in your lineup? Not a great matchup this week against St. Louis. They've been playing a lot better defensively, but he's a guy worth stashing for the uh, the long haul. Yeah, and potentially the future guy there. All right, let's move on to Cleveland and their backfield. Ben Tate is out. Everybody's picking up Isaiah Crowell. Smart move. He seems to be ahead of Terrence West. He is right now. He's the top guy on the depth chart. Now, the Browns run the ball as much or more than anybody else in the National Football League. Again, not a great matchup this week going to Buffalo to take on the Bills, but Crowell's the guy who's a volume play. He's going to see the bulk of the carries there, and he has some nice potential. If you're hurting at the running back spot, which a lot of us are at this point in the season, why not plug him in and just hope for those touches, especially near the goal line? All right, Marcus, we can't do the ads without the drops, of course. All right, so let's get the uh, most dropped players here on NFL.com this week. And the thing that's so funny always is – one week they're on the added list, and one week there, Jonas Gray would, be a, a would be a victim of that. Ahmad Bradshaw, obviously he's off there. Kobe Fleener, Brandon Oliver, Michael Rivera. He was such a hot ad. So was Alfred Blue Absolutely. and Ronnie Hillman. And then the tables turned. But let's go back to Jonas Gray. Is he a one-hit wonder? People are already abandoning ship after that LeGarrette Blunt game. Yeah, he pretty much is. We saw it coming. I mean, the guy misses a meeting. He gets sent home from practice. Bill Belichick is unpredictable in a lot of ways. He's very predictable in that way. So we kind of saw the fact that he wasn't going to get any touches the following week. And now with Blunt there, Shane Vereen is still there. Jonas Gray goes back to being anonymous. Yeah, if anybody is not going to tolerate missing meetings. Exactly. All right, Percy Harvin here. We're not hearing much of Michael Vick or Geno Smith to Percy, are we? No, we're hearing Michael Vick and Geno Smith to the other team. That's been kind of that's been part of the problem. <laughs> Good point. The Jets haven't figured out how to use Percy Harvin. I mean, the Seahawks figured out how to use him. He just yeah. was hurt all the time. Mm-hmm. Now he's healthy. He's in New York. They can't get him the football. So at this point, it's just time to say good time to say goodbye to pretty much any Jets on your roster, but especially Percy Harvin. Yeah, when your quarterback's not playing too well, it's, You're not, uh, it's hard to eat. All right, be sure to set your DVRs for our nightcap edition of NFL Fantasy Live. We'll keep you up to speed on the latest injury news and updates on your roster. Tune in at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, right here on NFL Network. Marcus, thank you. Absolutely. Wednesday, we're all about those starts and sits. Is Julian Edelman back in Tom Brady's good graces? Can we trust Josh Gordon or Vincent Jackson in Week 13? Fabs has you covered coming up. And since it's Thanksgiving, we're bringing out those fantasy turkeys or players that our experts are predicting to have a terrible Week 13. We're getting our turkey on. That's next. Hey, Michael Fabiano here, and I'm thankful, of course, for great friends, great family. I'm thankful for DeMarco Murray and that I'm a Cowboys fan and that I'm not a Jets fan. And, of course, I'm thankful I get to talk about fantasy football for a living. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Live, the official fantasy football show of the NFL. Molly Karam here with Elliot Harrison and Michael Fabiano. And guys, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, 
Let's talk about some turkeys for week 13 as we have our turkeys here. These are guys you need to think about sitting this week. And let's start with the quarterback position, Fabs. Normally, you would see your quarterback playing the Jaguars and you'd say, yeah, I got a W. Not so much for Eli Manning. Yeah, because when you look at what the Jaguars have done against quarterbacks on their home field lately, they've been very tough. In fact, in their last three home games, quarterbacks have averaged fewer than 15 fantasy points per game. I told you to start Eli last week. Played pretty well. I'm not I'm telling you, on this. you to he sit him this week. Jacksonville at home is tough on QBs. I'm not with you on this. That's fine. I'm telling you, Eli Manning's going to get over 15 fantasy points, which oh, is a viable fantasy start. I say fewer than 14. No way. Let's rewrite this tape back. next week. We'll yes. circle back. We might need a friendly wager on this one. Elliot, Cam, what has happened to him? Are we ever going to see the old Cam again or this week against the Vikings? I don't think anything's happened to him. I think we're just seeing what Cam Newton is. I think he's a middling quarterback who's inconsistent, who can be spectacular and exciting, but that doesn't make him a top 10 quarterback. I don't think he's ever been a top 10 quarterback since he's been in the league. So what we're seeing is Cam Newton. I don't like him as a start. I think he'll be a fancy turkey. I don't think he's going to be awful. But the Vikings are pretty tough at home. Uh, their secondary has played a lot better than people would think. They did a good job against Green Bay. They kept it tight. Uh, Cam Newton, this just in, not Aaron Rodgers. Mm. So it's just flash. There's just moments of greatness that we all try to hang on to. There you go. All right, let's get to some running backs that you guys don't think are going to have a good week. And we begin fabs with Trent Richardson. Obviously, Ben Tate no longer in that Cleveland backfield. Terrence West is still there. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm moving ahead. Excuse yes, me. You are. Let's go back. Trent Richardson, and let's focus on Indy here. And obviously, they don't have Ahmad Bradshaw. He's done. They have Boom Heron. What's the situation there? I wish he was back in Cleveland because he was good. Yes. <laughs> when he I played was as a rookie ahead. for the Cleveland Browns. But I don't think you can play Trent Richardson this week. Nope. Last week, he had more fantasy points than Dan Heron, but Heron had more backfield touches. This week, against the Redskins, believe it or not, they've been tough against the run because people are throwing the ball down their throats. Redskins have allowed the third fewest fantasy points to running backs this year. They've allowed one rushing touchdown or fewer in six of their last seven games, too. So, T. Rich... Not so get, rich this week. Do you get points in your league for running into the backs of your own blockers? If I did, he'd be the number one overall pick. Yeah, that's a good point. How about LeGarrette Blunt, Elliot? He uh, is back in New England, and it looks like uh, he's fitting right back in very nicely. Yeah, I don't love him this week, and it has nothing to do with Green Bay having a good defense because I don't think their run defense is very good. But what Bill Belichick had last week was a very motivated football player that yeah. had just been let go, pride hurt. So Belichick rolled the hot hand, not to mention it sure does help when your other running back doesn't have an alarm clock that works very well. That's so, correct. You put those two things together, and LeGarrette Blunt gives you 20 fantasy points. This week I think will be a big disappointment. Do yourself a favor, leave him out of your lineup, or at best, play him in a flex. Real quick, Jonas Gray also a turkey this week? Absolutely. He's a oh. waiver wire turkey now. Mm, ouch. Now to the wide receivers. Keenan Allen had a pretty decent fantasy game again, but you think he's due for a bad outing this week? He needs a hug like this turkey. I- I'm not liking Keenan Allen at all against Baltimore. Baltimore on the road. My turkey here agrees. I think Keenan Allen's going to be a fantasy turkey. Matter of fact, I don't even think Keenan Allen's going to break over five fantasy points, Fabs. Wow. I really don't. I think that Keenan Allen's going to get shut down. He's going to drop a couple of balls. And Baltimore's gearing up for the playoff run. How many times have we seen them do it in the John Harbaugh era? And how many times have we seen the Ravens play so much stronger at home than they do on the road? You know what? Even wearing a turkey hat, you're better looking than me, man. Jeez. All right, let's move on here, Fabs. We know J.J. Watt has more TDs. <laughs> this won't even stay on my head. Good thing the camera's not on. 
than, will be. Uh, than Andre Johnson. He won't be feasting on Tennessee. He won't, and he has got a bad trend going against the Tennessee Titans. Fewer than 80 receiving yards in nine straight games and zero touchdowns in six straight against Tennessee. The Titans have allowed the seventh fewest fantasy points to wide receivers over the last four weeks. And yes, I can do this segment with a straight face while you're staring at me wearing that foolish turkey hat. Hey, Andre Johnson is a guy that I am sitting this Big week. Dog. You yeah. didn't even mention something. Guess who's playing at quarterback, too? Oh, the Amish rifle is yeah, bad. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah, so that doesn't really change his projection. Look, so you're still, you're still better yeah. looking than me, with the, even with the hat on. All right, let's not worry about that. Let's focus on the tight ends. We have slim pickings this week, and uh, one guy who's cooled off, Michael Rivera. He was a hot waiver ad for a bit. He has. Over the last couple of weeks, though, his numbers have not been good at all. And I agree. Michael Rivera's got a tough matchup this week against the St. Louis Rams. Turkey they have allowed just there. two touchdown catches to tight ends this year. That's tied for second fewest in the NFL. They've given up the seventh fewest fantasy points on tight ends. I just don't like Rivera this week in a matchup where the Rams' defense is a good play. Would you stop hitting me with that? Elliot, why is Delaney Walker going to be a turkey this week against the Texans? I know. I need to quit hitting fabs with my turkey beak. Uh, Delaney Walker, I do not like him against Houston in this game. And I'll tell you, Houston's been actually very, very good mm-hmm. against tight ends. It is I hard know, to take you seriously. I know. Hey. I know that you are big on FPA fantasy points against, and the Texans' fantasy points against tight ends has been outstanding all year. Mm -hmm. You can look at me all you want, but let me tell you, people, Delaney Walker is a sit, I'm telling you. Let's recap all these fantasy turkeys before we head out here and take a quick look and show you who we have. Eli Manning, Cam Newton, Trent Richardson, LeGarrette Blunt, Keenan Allen, Andre Johnson, Michael Rivera, and Delaney Walker. Again, these are guys you need to sit our fantasy turkeys for week 13. We've got those fantasy turkeys, but what about players we're giving a presidential turkey pardon to? Check out NFL Now on your connected TV device or by downloading the app for free on your phone or tablet for those players. Turkey Day right around the corner, and we have a full preview for all the games. Can the Bears keep on rolling, or will Matthew Stafford and Megatron give Lions fans something to be thankful for? And it's Wednesday. See what that means. Michael Fabiano stops by with his stardoms and sit-ums. So you can make sure that your lineup is set in time for Turkey Day. This is NFL Fantasy Live. Hey, everybody. James Coe here. I'm thankful for my wife and baby Coe for basically just being awesome. And I'm also thankful for all my coworkers who have made this the absolute best job I've ever had. And welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. It's time for the fabulous one, the Hall of Famer, the good-looking one. I don't know how that's that's Harrison. (laughs) Trying to trying to give you more titles, pal. Don't worry about it. Uh, Michael Fabiano here to unveil a partial look at his weekly starts and sits for the week. The full list can be found as always by going to the website nfl.com/slash/start/sit. Fab's going to start at the running back position. Andre Ellington has really struggled the last two weeks. Does he bounce back versus Atlanta? I'm assuming yes. He absolutely does bounce back against Atlanta. I know Andre Ellington's last two games, he hasn't even scored a combined 13 fantasy points, but that's going to change this week against the Falcons. They've allowed the second most fantasy points to running backs this season, giving up an average of almost 24 fantasy points per game. There you go. And he's also averaged almost 16 fantasy points per game in five road games. I like Ellington. Don't worry about the signing of Michael Bush. That's not going to affect him. Start the Clemson product. A player that I would also start this week is Alfred Morris. And I know I swung and I missed on him last week. I didn't like the matchup against the Niners. And he dominated this week. He has a very good matchup. The Colts have allowed the fifth most fantasy points 
two running backs on their home field this year, giving up an average of over 23 fantasy points per game. And Morris's rush yards have increased in six straight games. Start out for Morris. He might be the only Washington Redskin you can trust from a fantasy perspective. A player that I am benching this week, Ryan Matthews. I know he was great last week. And this week, well, I think that's going to be a 180-degree turn because he's got a bad matchup against the Baltimore Ravens. They have allowed no rushing touchdowns in five home games this year. They've allowed the fewest fantasy points to running backs this season, giving up an average of fewer than 13 fantasy points per game. And I just can't start Matthews right now with any kind of confidence, even after he had a good game last weekend. Plus, he's still stuck in a little bit of a time here. A little bit, a little, little bit. All right, the rest of your start and sit running backs for week 13. Rashad Jennings on that list and Denard. Shoelace Robinson also on your start list there on the sit-em side. Frank Gore, Lamar Miller, and Trent Richardson despite a very soft matchup. But Boom Heron using so many. Of Trent Richardson the Redskins here. are actually very tough against the run when Ooh. you're talking about from a fantasy perspective. Interesting. Yeah. All right, wide receivers now. Josh Gordon, 120 uh, yards last week versus Atlanta. A tougher task versus the Buffalo Bills this week. Is he a start or a sit? Must start. Must start. This was the number one wide receiver in fantasy football last season. If people were worried he's going to be rusty and uh, they're going to limit me. his snaps. Really? 16 <laughs> targets later, 12 right. fantasy points later. And the Bills, yes, they're a better defense than Atlanta, but they've allowed an average of over 25 fantasy points per game to road wide receivers. What does this mean? They're not good against the pass in Buffalo. Hmm. I'm starting Josh Gordon. He's going to see a lot of targets from Brian Hoyer. Another player that I'm starting, Julian Edelman, especially in PPR leagues. He has been an absolute machine. The Packers have allowed the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers in the last four weeks. And I think Edelman is going to see a ton of targets from Tom Brady. What a great matchup this is. Patriots, Packers, Rodgers against Brady. Start Julian Edelman again, especially in those PPR leagues. A player I would sit this week, Vincent Jackson. Wait, he had a good game last week, but this is this week, and this is a bad matchup against Cincinnati. He hadn't scored in seven straight games. He's had 80 yards or fewer in seven straight home games. The Bengals have about the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers this year. They've also given up only 11 touchdown catches. That's fewest in the National Football League. So, Vincent Jackson, you will find a seat on my bench during the week. Uh, plus, you figure Mike Evans has clearly become the number one wide receiver there. Vincent Jackson clearly the number Lately, two. Lately, very good. Yep. All right. Uh, speaking of Mike Evans and other rookie wideouts that have been outstanding, how about Odell Beckham Jr.? You've got to play this guy versus Jacksonville. I- I'm never going to forget that catch. That's right. Never. Uh, Mike Wallace also a strong play against the soft New York Jets defense. Pierre Garçon, uh, of course. Pierre, uh, Percy Harvin also on the sit list to go along with Andre Johnson, who cannot find the end zone at all. Ever. It's like Ever. a blind man trying to That's find right. the end zone. He all can't right, get there. Let's talk about quarterbacks now. Uh, Tony Romo. Tony Romeo, as you call him, coming off of a monster four-touchdown game. Does he keep it rolling versus Philly? Yes, absolutely. And Romo has now had 20-plus fantasy points in three of his last four games. He's on fire right now. I feel like Elliot Harrison because Harrison is the guy who always backs up Romo. I do, too, to a degree on Twitter. I love the matchup this week against Philadelphia. They've allowed the second-most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. And on Thanksgiving, Romo 
feasts hey. on the competition. Hey-o. I'm just full of bad jokes today. Start Tony <laughs> Romo and start him with confidence. Another quarterback that I'm starting this week is Ryan Tannehill. Absolutely. Maybe the most underrated quarterback in fantasy. 100% He's scored 18-plus fantasy points five times since week four. He's also been over 20 fantasy points over the last few weeks three times. So this is a guy who not only can beat you with the pass, he can also beat you with his legs. And the Jets... And they stink. Let's yeah, just put it that way. No Sorry, Jets fans out there. You've allowed the most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. So, Ryan Tannehill is a start on Monday Night Football. A player that I'm benching, Colin Kaepernick. You remember I said I'm like Captain John Smith. I'm going down with the ship. That thing is sunk. It's yes. at the bottom of the ocean, and I'm still That's there. Right. I can't play him anymore. Against the Seahawks especially, three passing touchdowns allowed in their last four weeks. I mean, that is unbelievable. Kaepernick, two touchdowns, six turnovers in his last three starts against Seattle. I can't play him right now. I'm sorry, Colin. I was on your bandwagon this year. It is now at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean, along with your fantasy value, at least for this week. (laughs) Yeah, that's interesting. I I have Colin Kaepernick in the league, and I wish I had Ryan Tannehill. I mean, that's what I really played Tannehill to. all day long this week. I love that match. Mark Sanchez, Matt Stafford, also in your start. That column. one hurts me, by the way. Uh, Ellie, <laughs> Eli Manning and Philip Rivers rounding out uh, your sit up list there to go along with Jay Cutler as well. Yeah, who you, also you may see matchup. that Jaguars matchup and think it's good for Eli at home. The Jags have been tough on quarterbacks, hmm. averaging 15 or fewer fantasy points in their last three home games. Interesting that's stuff. a tough matchup. With three games on Thursday, you got to set those lineups early. To, end, to that end, Adam Rank will join us with some fantasy trip to fan, a.k.a. his list of sleepers. I saw what you did there. Yeah, you like it. And coming up, we're getting interactive. We're going to put two minutes on the clock, and our experts will answer as many of your fantasy genius questions as possible. You're watching NFL Fantasy Live. What's up, everybody? I'm Molly Karam. Happy Thanksgiving to you. And I am thankful for all Fs, friends, family, football, and our fans. Thank you so much for supporting us this season and have a tremendous Thanksgiving. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, don't get into that food coma just yet. Wake up your lineup with some of Adam Rank's 11 sleepers for Week 13. And there's nothing more traditional on Thanksgiving than football. Should we expect the same old Romo on Turkey Day? And what about that nightcap rivalry? We're breaking those matchups down next. And when we've taken our turn throughout the show to say what we're thankful for, now it's your turn. With so many twists and turns in 2014, we'll find out what you are most thankful for from this fantasy season. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live, presented by Bose. He is Marcus Grant, he is Elliot Harrison, and I am Molly Karam here with you. And for those of you who asked your questions on Fantasy Genius, our experts are here to answer. If you want your question answered on the show, all you need to do is submit them at nfl.com slash genius. And this is a segment... Is that CGI? I don't know, I just wanted to know. It's like we're in a Transformers movie. You don't say. I don't know. But I do know we have two minutes on the clock, and we are going to try to answer as many questions of yours as we can to uh, help you out setting your lineup this week. Are you ready, my friend? I am. Let's do it. Let's do this. Better odd, LeGarrette Blunt or Latavius Murray? LeGarrette Blunt now plays for New England, in case you didn't say Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that. Uh, You know, I'm going to go with Latavius Murray simply because he's such a homer. It's a bold play. You know, Blunt may split carries with somebody. Yeah, man, the town. You are such a Bay Area homer. (laughs) 
I agree, Latavius Murray. Let's see, look at this guy. Better start Joe Flacco against the Chargers or Ryan Tannehill versus the Jets? Uh, Give me Joe Flacco at home. I like the Ravens a lot better at home, their offense. Don't like Ryan Tannehill, even with the good matchup. You know what? I do like Tannehill. He's playing well lately, and he's facing the Jetropolitans this week. You're wrong. If you don't mind being wrong, I'm You know, that's fine. It wouldn't be the first time. Yes. (laughs) All right. Who's going to be the biggest disappointment in Week 13? I'm going to go with Mike Evans going up against that Bengals secondary. I think uh, he comes back to earth a little bit. Did you see the note I wrote here? No. What's that say? Alshon Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey. Give it to Martellus Bennett in that uh, Detroit Lions game. Okay. Better start Muhammad Sanu versus the Bucks or Jordan Matthews against the Cowboys. I'm going to go Jordan Matthews. I mean, just because he and Sanchez have a new bromance going on. I, I, yes. Times two. (laughs) All right. Who's going to be the highest scoring player in week 13? Des Bryant. Ooh, I'm going to go with, uh, you took mine. I was going to say Des yeah. Bryant. Can yeah, I double up okay. on Des yeah, Bryant? Can double up on Des Bryant? Yeah. Oh, start Des. Not start that Des. you wouldn't. Better start Ryan Matthews against the Ravens or Denard Robinson versus the Giants. Denard Robinson's all the Jags have. Blake Bortles has been playing terrible. I'm going to go with Denard Robinson. You know what? I'm going to go with Ryan Matthews. He's been running really hard. And against the Ravens on the road. As long as he stays healthy. I mean, Phil okay. Rivers has been awful lately. This is supposed to help people. I when you don't agree, it's not helping. <laughs> okay. Better start Keenan Allen versus the Ravens. It makes great conversation, though. Versus the Ravens or Martavis Bryant against the Saints. I'm taking Martavis Bryant. I don't like the Chargers offense on the road in Baltimore. I'm going with Martavis Bryant as well as a deep threat. I think he hits at least one home run. There we go. Way to listen to me. Better start <laughs> Timothy Wright against the Packers or Kobe Fleener versus the Redskins. Ugh. I'm going Kobe Fleener. Yeah. Just, Tim Wright has been so hard to measure. This mm-hmm. That's exactly what I'm thinking. How do you gauge what he's going to do? All right, our last one, guys. Better start Gio Bernard against the Bucks or C.J. Anderson against the Chiefs. Real quick, Bell I'm Ray. going C.J. Anderson. CGI, the Matrix. Yes. Mr. Anderson. Yeah, he seems to be the only guy there right now. All right, good stuff, gentlemen. Thank you. And what would a fantasy show be without sleepers? We send it over to Adam Rank for his Week 11 sleepers. Adam. Hey, thanks, Molly. Every week on NFL.com, I give you 11 sleepers who can help you win your fantasy matchup. Right now, I'm going to give you a special preview with three guys because, well, it's Thanksgiving week, and I'm thankful you're still watching the show. And as tradition, we start off at the quarterback position in Ryan Tannehill. Hey, remember when he was nearly benched prior to the game in England? <laughs> yeah, neither do I. Joe Philbin acted like a fantasy enthusiast with that one, but you know what? It worked. RT had another great game against the Broncos, and he's been one of the best QBs going. He's also risen the tide of fantasy points for rookie Jarvis Landry, too. Both of these guys will have great matchups against the Jets on Monday night, so I say you roll with them. Let's move to the running backs and Trey Mason. You know if I'm advocating a St. Louis player, this must be serious. And this is. He was fine against the Chargers, but he should be even better this week. The Raiders have been very generous to opposing running backs in recent weeks, but the thing I like about Mason the most is his bulk rate. He carries the ball a ton in this offense with at least 17 touches in five of his last six. He should have no problem reaching that total this week. I look for St. Louis to win this one and for Mason to really grind the clock in the second half. And finally, let's step into the danger zone with Chuck Johnson. I know, I know, we've seen the clip of Jerry O'Connell and Jimmy Coe making the pick last week. So I feel like the guy who comes up and says, hey, have you guys heard of Carolina Liar? While you and your buddy are just talking about the song, I'm not over. Okay, yeah, I'm like that guy. But I do like this matchup for Chuck. It's really great. The Panthers have given up a lot of fantasy points this season. And if this doesn't get him over, nothing will. Now, look, we go way back, and I, you know, owe you from the thing with the guy in the place, and I'll never forget it. So if you need more sleepers, go to NFL.com slash ranks 11.
Good thing he's got that security. It's ranks 11 in week 13, his week 13 sleepers. Please excuse what I said earlier. I already have the tryptophan here. All right, coming up next, which quarterback will shine in front of millions and which will fall? That's coming up next in a Thanksgiving preview. Stay here. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Marcus Grant here. Hope you have a great holiday. I'll be rocking out with some family football and sweet potato pie. And hopefully, I'm giving you some flex advice that will keep you from harassing me next Monday. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Tomorrow is game day three. Thanksgiving games, and we're going to dive into each one, and let's start with the earliest game, guys, as the Bears travel to Detroit to face the Lions, a tremendous rivalry. Elliot, Jay Cutler is going to be feeling the pressure all day, my friend. He is, and, you know, Jay Cutler is one of those guys a lot of people like to disparage him. I think he may be the most least popular player in the league, if that makes sense, most least. <laughs> it does. Most right. least. I totally understand. But you know what? My analysis <laughs> makes about as much sense as his gameplay because he's got the best weapons at wide receiver and tight end in the league. That's right. I'm saying that the best. And it just hasn't worked out. Now, that said, he has not been as bad as you might think this season. He's had several right. solid days in fantasy. But I don't like this matchup, James Coe, because I don't think they're going to be able to run the football in Detroit, which mm. means it's all going to be on his shoulders, which leads to mistakes and those dreaded minus twos, two interceptions for Jay Cutler on Thanksgiving. So, Marcus, how will that affect Alshon Jeffrey? Well, I think Alshon's going to have a tough matchup. The Lions secondary has been very good all season long, although last week, they kind of got knocked around a little bit uh, by the by the Patriots, but then again, it's the Patriots. Right. But I do think Jeffrey is a big body guy, and I I would imagine they're going to try to target him, especially down near the goal line. I wouldn't expect huge numbers from him this week, but I do think he can get you close to double digits. All right, Elliot, you're concerned the Bears can't run it. How about the Lions? Joyke Bell going to have a big day? Yeah. Is uh, he going to feast? Fabs, how well have the Lions run the football this year? Eh, not so good. Not so good. <laughs> Joyke Bell has not had a good year. First of all, he's not scoring any touchdowns, and one of the few touchdowns he had was in garbage time week one against the Giants in that Monday night football doubleheader when we all thought the Lions were going to be rocking it running the football. That hasn't happened at all. And in fact, against the Cardinals, they took him off the field in short yardage. Well, if Joy Bell's going to be taken off the field in short right. yardage, why do you want to play him? Now, Where he's got a value. Yeah, he's got a great matchup. If you have to play him in the flex because of injuries, then I'm okay with that, but nothing more. Yeah, so they're not running the ball well. They can throw it, uh, Fabs, Matthew Stafford, but that does come with some mistakes. Yeah, he's been sort of a turkey for your fantasy team over the last few weeks. He's been turning the ball over recently, not giving you enough touchdowns. With that being said, he's given you any touchdowns the last couple weeks. This is true. I like him in this game against Chicago. He got his last two games got on Thanksgiving, over 700 passing yards, five touchdowns, only two picks. The Bears have allowed an average of over 21 fantasy points per game to home quarterback. So I'm keeping the faith in Mr. Stafford. And he has an $80 million contract. Yeah, He won't be the effects of the trip fan is what you're telling me. He plays it for the holiday. All right, when you take a look at this board, this is a little surprising to me, guys, that it appears Jay Cutler is the better fantasy quarterback when I'm looking is. at the turnovers, especially. Forget the touchdown. Not in this game he's not. Not yeah. at least in my opinion. Not in this particular matchup. There you right. go. Right. That's I think it's a are. different. Yeah, I mean it's a different. It's a different secondary. It's a different Lions defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw for maybe the previous five years of the Detroit secondary being just torched by everybody, but it's a different feel now. James, spot on analysis. <laughs> Spot on. Sir. Yeah. All right, listen, a battle in the so NFC he gets East. Paid, paid the big bucks. Right. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Uh, in the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys play host to the Philadelphia Eagles. Fabs Mark Sanchez came in like gangbusters, but in the words of the great Dennis Green, he is 
who we thought he was. Eight turnovers in just four games. How does he do uh, this week? This pains me on two levels. Number one, because I'm a Cowboys fan. Number two, because I don't like Mark Sanchez from a fantasy standpoint, okay? I I do like him in this game, though. I really think he's going to perform well. The Cowboys' defense has not been that good. Listen to this stat, Mr. Elliot Harrison, who doesn't have to wear a jacket because he's too cool. (laughs) The Cowboys Cowboys have allowed 20-plus fantasy (laughs) points to quarterbacks in their last three home games. This is going to be a shootout at the Jerry Dome. The Cowboys will win. I'm not going to guarantee that, but as a Zach Sanchez is a sneaky good play in this game. Mm. Oh, that hurts to I say. I thought you were saying, and we're going to let him off the hook. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Uh, we won't I, let I Marcus like off the game. hook either. A lot of folks worried that Sanchez's, you know, bromance with Jordan Matthews would cut into Jeremy Macklin's production. It's kind of held true. It, it has held true, but I do wonder this week how the defense lines up. It, are we going to see Orlando Scandrick lining up on Jordan Matthews, or is he going to line up on Jeremy Macklin? Right now, Matthews is the guy. He's the guy that, that Sanchez seems to have eyes for. But I do think Macklin has been too good this year. He's too much of a big part of this offense That's right. for him to be ignored continually. So I think you plug him in, and I think you get some good production. I mean, you got to play him, right? you got to play him. You absolutely got to play him. Uh, Fab Witten's been okay. Not great. Four touchdowns in the last six games. But literally only one double-digit game. The entire season. What Did do we you know that this is Molly Karam's favorite tight end in the entire National Football no, League? it's not. Jason no, Wittender. Yeah, funny. A touchdown <laughs> in three of his funny. last four games. <laughs> and he destroys the Eagles. He's averaged 97 yards in his last three games against Philadelphia. And listen to this stat, guys. Witten has scored double-digit fantasy points oh in six of his last seven games <laughs> against Philadelphia. I don't want to go to HR, so I'll be quiet. So he will feast. On these Eagles. Forget on about HR. Thursday. You don't want to get in trouble by your mom. HR. <laughs> <laughs> My mom would love Elliot's outfit, though. She invited to Thanksgiving dinner, so that's so, a nice boy. Okay, so Tony Romo, and you're talking about Jason Whitten. Jason Whitten may not have had double-digit games, but he's had some solid tight end games lately, and that's helped Tony Romo out tremendously. I still don't think Romo is 100%. I'm not going to lie, but you look at his performances at home in his career. He has been absolutely marvelous, and I don't trust the Eagles secondary to stop him. 20-plus fantasy points in three of his last four games. That's pretty good. And what did he do the first time he played on Thanksgiving? Oh, five touchdown passes five against touchdowns. Tampa Bay. And, and if this offensive line is going to give him seven seconds to throw the football. Right. There you go. Check <laughs> his eBay options. Yeah, that's right. That's right. right. You'll be yeah, fine. And the Eagles, of course, have given up a ton of fantasy points as well. Three Look at that, so, uh, I mean, you talked about his performances on Turkey Day. Look at what his career stats are on Thanksgiving. Seven games, so it's not a small sample size. 290 passing yards, 18 touchdowns, just six interceptions, 20 points per game. So what you're saying, Jay, is that he stuffs the stat sheets? Oh. Hey! hey. No? He's That's here great. all week, friends. Uh, that gave me some right. That was not strong. That was not uh, strong. The last no. game America gets <laughs> to feast on, a new rivalry. No. We stay here on the West Coast. The Seattle Seahawks right. versus the San Francisco 49ers. Babs, could you pay attention for me, would you? Let's start. Yeah. You know how to get under my skin, though. You go my accent and you go Giants Cowboys. Let's start with Russell Wilson. He's been struggling. Do you see him having a good outing on Thanksgiving Day? Based on the numbers, I, I don't. And Russell Wilson is a guy I was dead wrong on last week. I didn't like the matchup. He had a good game because of what he can do as a runner. That's right. So a lot of people are probably going to have to start him. But if you look at his career totals against San Francisco, they are not very good. Fewer than 200 passing yards and an interception in each of his four career games against San Fran. And the Niners' defense is really tough. So if you start Russell Wilson, start him with caution. 
All right, so the Russell Wilson situation has been a little bit confusing. More confusing for me, Elliot, is the Seahawks defense. Yeah, and I have What's to, going on? I have to play him in our Fantasy Experts League if I'm going to make the playoffs. But you know what? I know you're going to give me a bunch of numbers, Fabulicious. I am. But I Stat don't man. like him because I'm doing an FGP, a fantasy gut play. You ever do oh. that, James? <laughs> Where's that yeah. in the statue? Look, Marcus, <laughs> I like Marcus it. has a gut feeling I about that That's my analysis. Hey, hey look, here's the deal. San Francisco, Frank Gore's not going to cough it up two times like he did last week. And Colin Kaepernick just had his head coach pull an anti-Gruden. Give him a vote of confidence in a press conference. I think he's going to play with confidence because of it. I don't see him throwing an interception. I don't see Frank Gore fumbling. How do you get points in fantasy for a defense? Wait a minute uh, now. Turnovers. turnovers. Defenses who have faced the 49ers oh, no, in their last go. four games have averaged almost 10 fantasy points. And in standard scoring leagues, that's pretty good. I mean, the Rams had, what, 16 against mm -hmm. them? Colin Kaepernick is turning the ball over a little bit. They're at and home. Seattle's defense is playing really well lately. The, play. big, the big difference is, and I think Ellie pointed it out, the Seahawks aren't getting turnovers this year. Nope. That's been the big difference between last Last year in this season, they're not getting sacks either. The Rams got all those points or most of those points because they sacked the quarterback a lot. And Seattle's not doing that. Plus, away from the Pacific Northwest, they're just they're a different go. group altogether. Cookies. A little bit ordinary, He's especially considering Brandon Meebane now out of there. They're not getting that push up front. And it's creating a little bit of havoc in the secondary. Richard Sherman and, and Earl Thomas, those guys aren't getting the turnovers, as, uh, as Elliot mentioned. All right. So Seattle's defense is uh, slightly more pedestrian. Yes, that's what we're trying to say. Yeah. You said, start them this you said week. Frank Gore, you're going to cost it up. But they, they, but they are hard to sit. Yeah. What, what can we expect from Frank Gore in this one and Anquan Bolden? Yeah, I wanted to talk about these guys in conjunction with each other because I think that they are the flex conundrum for a lot of people's fantasy teams out there. I don't flex think you, conundrum. I don't think you can call Frank Gore an RB2. I really don't. No, I think he's no. a flex. Anquan Bolden is a guy who early in the season, no one wanted to drop necessarily, but they had him parked at the very bottom of their bench, sure. literally, and debating, do I drop him? Do I drop him? Here's the thing. Anquan Bolton, three of his last four games, he's got a touchdown. He's, he's been, been great. Hugely involved in the offense. And what you pointed out about Seattle, yes, Brandon Meebane out is big, but their secondary hasn't been as good this year. Mm -hmm. I like Anquan Bolton over Frank Gore if you have to make that kind of choice in fantasy. So I'm assuming you're pretty high on Colin Kaepernick then on this one based on this discussion. You know, I, I no? would like to be. And I just because Seattle finds a way to defend him so well, I actually have a feeling this is going to be a very low-scoring mm -hmm. game. I don't see a lot of points in Shocking. this one. Right, right. You know, so you know, the, the the passing game has been inconsistent. Kaepernick has been sacked a ton this year. I don't know if he gets sacked a lot, but I don't see him breaking out, running for big yards. I find I think he's going to have a fairly mediocre game this week. I would, if you have another option, I would probably think to do that at your quarterback. You know, and the thing is, Mark is. Colin Kaepernick has had cupcake matchups, as Fabs has pointed out, for the last three weeks. And he just hasn't them. performed. Has he's not now he's got a tougher matchup against Seattle. It's hard to he's play this guy. He's had some bad luck, dropped passes that could have been touchdowns. He fumbled at the goal line against St. Louis. But I, I don't trust him this week. Okay, <laughs> chocolate cake, white frosting, or white cake, chocolate frosting? White <laughs> cake, chocolate frosting all okay. day. All right, chocolate Colin chocolate. Kaepernick versus Russell <laughs> Wilson. When we look at these two head-to-head -head again, it looks like uh, Colin Kaepernick's getting the edge there because you see from Russell Wilson that six turnovers, you guys know I don't have the greatest vision there, in the two TDs versus the six TDs and the three. Do you one agree? is doing well True. Uh, from a fantasy but perspective. But I'm saying head to head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Kaepernick's been better. You, you would take, you I, I, would take Russell Wilson just seems like a different quarterback this year, though. Mm -hmm. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, the yeah. whole team seems No Percy different. Harvin, no Golden Tate. Makes a lot of difference. Yeah, good point. All right, we have a lot to be thankful for this season. I mean, I've got you guys. 
rookie wide receivers, but which one can you trust the most down the stretch? We answer hey, that else. and some more fantasy feedback when we return. This is NFL Fantasy Live. No, you're no rookies. No. I'm Elliot Harrison from NFL Fantasy Live, and I am so thankful this season for Molly's little power blazers. Fab's looking at my shirt tie combination, then going to Banana and buying it so I can't wear it on the show. I'm thankful for Marcus's face. Twitter time here on NFL Fantasy Live. We asked you, the fans, what you are thankful for from this fantasy season using the hashtag FantasyThanks. And our first tweet comes from Jordan M. Jordan Matthews? Is Twitter Maybe. show? Maybe. It's possible. I'm thankful that the Patriots tanked early, and I bought low on everyone on the Patriots. Smart hashtag move. Absolutely. Thanks. That's pretty good. And, of course, the primary beneficiary of that move would be Tom Brady, who has been, I mean, just unbelievable over his last few games here. And really in the back half of the season, the first four weeks, he was just, I mean, quite frankly, he was dreadful. I mean, look at the fantasy points per game. Nine points per game the first four weeks and then exploding in the back half, 24 points per game from weeks five and on. After that Kansas City game, the Patriots just turned it on and they have been on fire offensively it's been unbelievable but uh, but the entire uh, offensive machine Gronk included everybody has has picked it up since then and we we found some new fantasy stars along Very the way point. Brandon LaFell uh, turned into a, a good producing guy Jonas Gray comes out of nowhere to have his one week wonder <laughs> now uh, he's gonna deal. go back now to he goes back but you know <laughs> a, a rising tide lifts all boats Tom Brady brought a lot of folks with him and LeGarrette Blunt as well all right so the next tweet uh is from uh, C.R. Mets, I believe. I give thanks for my rookie wide receivers, Mike Evans, Kelvin Benjamin, and Odell Beckham. Hashtag fantasy thanks. I think, I think this tweet has to be answered by Mr. Marcus Grant, don't you? It's the year of the rookie <laughs> wide receiver, you know? And like, right. We didn't get some guys in there, guys like Brandon Cooks, who, you know, unfortunately is hurt and is out for the year. I mean, just there's so many guys who've stepped up and played well. It's, it's going to be a tough act for next year's rookie wide it's receivers to follow. Impossible. <laughs> it's good that he's got those wide receivers because based on his name, I think he roots for the Mets. That might be possible. Or his name is Chuck Metz, I think. <laughs> All right, so Jamie Sandys uh, tweets the show and says, it would be irresponsible not to give fantasy thanks for week one waiver wire edition and season saver, Justin Forsett. Go Bears. He has been the best waiver wire pickup in fantasy football yes. this year. Uh, bar none. I remember earlier this year, I traded Emmanuel Sanders to get him in our league in mm-hmm. the office, and a few people were laughing at me. Yeah. They're not yeah. laughing anymore. Not so much. Yeah. He's yeah. top. Seven guys, pretty good. good. All right, tomorrow is Turkey Day, but also huge fantasy day as well. And NFL Fantasy Live starts at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Only streaming online at NFL.com or on NFL Now. The guys will give you their Thanksgiving Day fantasy projections and their locks of the week. For Marcus and Fabs, I'm James. See you later. Happy Thanksgiving. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. 
The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. 